TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Mic. Two guys and a mic show, not the two mics and a guy show. We could try that someday, too. might be more interesting. Two mics and a guy. TalkZone.com, your internet source for all of the best in talk shows 24-7. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You name it, we've got it here on the TalkZone.com. And from 10 to 11, we do this semi-dysfunctional sports show called the Two Guys and a Mic Show. I'm proud to be the host of this semi-dysfunctional show. Uh, and I take that with great pride. The big dog, my co-partner, going to be joining me in just a couple of minutes. We will talk sports and more. We'll do it with you. Phone lines are open if you want to check in. A lot of good stuff happening yesterday. Big weekend coming up. 888-463-6748. Let's get it ready. Going to lead off today with a topic we don't normally lead off with, and that is the NB of A. A little basketball talk, a little NBA talk here in uh, Chicago. The Bulls had their debut with Carlos Boozer yesterday. Lots of excitement. Lots of anticipation. The Chicago Bulls, I don't know if they'll call him a superstar, but the Chicago Bulls' new star, first time in uniform, and the Bulls have been playing great. Bulls have been playing outstanding basketball. You think you add Boozer to the lineup and there's going to be an adjustment period. Well, Carlos Boozer in his first game, and not to criticize the guy, I'm sure he's going to be just fine. But uh, much ado about nothing. It was like opening night in a big uh, for a big Hollywood movie or a big stage and screen in uh, 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 Times Square in New York, the big theater production in El Busto. A big dud. Five and two. That's what we came up with. Five and two. Five rebounds and two points for Carlos Boozer. I watched the game. I taped it, uh, as I particularly uh, always do with sporting events. It watched the, uh, the first quarter and it was like Boozer. He almost looked like a high school kid out on the court playing with pro players. Here's a guy, a veteran of what? How many seasons? Eight, nine, ten? Veteran of the NBA, longtime guy. He's obviously practiced with the team, but it's a, a great Example of how regular games, regular season games, the speed, the intensity is a completely different level than practice. You can't match it. You have to compete in it. You have to go against it to really get ready for it. And Carlos Boozer was just, he was uh, not a step slow, a couple steps slow. Didn't look like he had his legs. His jumping ability wasn't great. I mean, for the first, I think he played close to the first quarter. And A, he barely got the ball. Even when he posted up, and those that know about basketball, when you post up, there are some guys that want the ball, and you know, if you've listened to me before, I'm a big reader of body language. And when there, there are some guys, when they post up, they really want the ball, and they're demanding the ball, they're calling for it, even if not verbally with their body language. And there's other guys who go to the block or go to position A, whatever they're supposed to be, and they post up because that's what the offense calls for, but they really don't want the basketball that badly. Not only are they not demanding the basketball, they're kind of saying, well, if you want to pass me up, that's okay. And that surprisingly was Boozer, Boozer in his uh, 
first quarter of play, in his first round with the Chicago Bulls. Now, when he came back in late in the second quarter, you started to see it come back a little bit. But uh, five and two. It's not exactly what you're looking for for our multi-million dollar forward. Yes, sir. Dickie Simpkins 2.0. <laughs> the newer, improved version, huh? Yeah, if it continues that way, I don't think he will be. Carlos Boozer's a class act, pretty good ball player. But, uh, ooh, Dickie, Sim- Dickie Simpkins coaching some teams right now. Don't kid yourself. He's become a, a very highly respected AAU coach in the Chicago area. Bulls get absolutely blown out by Orlando at the United Center. So you got the... The uh, very successful circus trip, they go and finish 4-3, and three, compete very well with Art Carlos Boozer. They come back home. The crowd was ready to rock. The crowd was ready to explode. The crowd was ready to roll. A lot of enthusiasm. And uh, part of it was the Bulls not playing well. The other part of it, and a big part of it, was the Orlando Magic just played an outstanding game. Hit shots. Wasn't Dwight Howard killing us. It was the pass to Dwight Howard inside. The Bulls collapsed, and Dwight Howard would kick it out to shooters. And the shooters didn't miss. Our old Chicago guy, Quentin Richardson, came back to haunt the city that he grew up in. Just drilling threes. Rashard Lewis, the rest of the group, uh, very, very good performance by the Orlando Magic. And Derrick Rose is a great point guard, no question about it. You list the top five point guards in the NBA. And again, uh, folks out there, you want to talk a little basketball with us, phone lines are open. NBA, not always our first and foremost topic, but thought we'd start off with it today for this um and another reason just to come, 888-463-6748. But you talk about the great point guards in the game, and obviously Derek Rose is right up there now. You still got, probably got to still put uh, uh, Steve Nash in that category, Jason Kidd in that category. Russell Westbrook is one of the up-and-comers along with Derek Rose. Darren Williams is probably considered overall the best. And Chris Paul, those are probably your six, but I'll tell you what, not far behind. Not far behind is the uh, the fine point guard for the Orlando Magic. Uh, and, and now, of course, his name has escaped me after that big buildup. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me look. As long as we're on uh, live. Um... Oh, Jameer Nelson. Thank you very much. But Jameer Nelson, he can play strong, quick, under control, can shoot the ball. Not quite in that elite category, but he's in the next level. Other reason we brought up the NBA is tonight's going to be an interesting game. And, uh, David, I'm sure you've checked out the websites and the tweets and all that. you got all the, the garbage and the trash talking going. There's a bunch of websites out there, the fans. It'll be interesting to see how they react. But LeBron James, for the Miami Heat, returns to Cleveland tonight, right? 7 o'clock game. Exactly. It's going to be like one of those uh, old monster movies from the 30s <laughs> where the villagers all show up at the arena with the, with the torches and pitchforks. Yeah. A bit too much. A bit too much. It wasn't the greatest way he left Cleveland. Wasn't it? Wasn't the fact that he left Cleveland? It was the way he left Cleveland, specifically. It, specifically, well, I'm not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, and I don't like the guy because of the way he left. All right, well, specifically, what? What, what do you mean when you say the way he left? The way he left, you know, I mean, with the primetime special and everything like that. You know, if you're gonna, you are that. You were the premier athlete in that city. Yep, a classy way to do it. Would to be call a press conference in Cleveland, thank the fans, say I, you know, I've decided to go to Miami. Do it, do it with, yeah. do it with a little class. Yeah. Do it and, with a little class. And I think LeBron, uh, for the most part, is a pretty classy guy. We've talked no, about no, this. No, 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 he's not. No, I he's think not. he is. For the most part, I'm not saying no, he's, he's a guy that was given the world at age 18 and it shows. Well, 
It does, but we've said this before in the show, too. And he actually, he was given the world at about the age 13. He became a superstar even in high school, David. And for a guy who's had that much popularity, that much notoriety at an incredibly early age, with everything he's got, the money, the adulation, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I'm not going to put him on the A-list, but pretty level-headed guy, pretty decent guy, I think, considering. That's what I've always thought. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm just looking back at myself at that age. Even in my early 20s, stuff like that would have put me over the top. So, you know, I give him a little bit of credit there, and I'm going to be willing to bet, giving him credit, that he wishes you were, uh, you're exactly right. I bet if he had it to do it all over again. He regrets getting caught up in the whole national media thing. And I would, and again, I don't want to speak for LeBron James. Eh, what the heck? I will speak for LeBron James. It's a lot of fun to speak for LeBron James. Uh, as LeBron's spokesman, I am regretting that I went to the national media. Should have done it, as you said it, David, in Cleveland in a much classier way. Exactly, because he is now probably one of the most disliked professional athletes in America. Yeah. But just, just because of that. How Just different would it have been if the Miami Heat was a fourteen and zero right now and possibly challenging for a record? I don't think it would make any difference whatsoever. So you think nationally, because he left, it's not just the people in Cleveland. Yeah, I think I, I think I think nationally they they think the guy's a jerk. Interesting. Interesting. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You agree and or disagree with our uh, fine producer David Olson, an A list guy in his own right, by the way. But it will be interesting to see how the fans the fans react, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of them. LeBron's got to have all his uh, defense mechanisms up. I'm sure they've talked to him a little bit. Hopefully he will remain classy. I'm sure security will be uh, in overload at beautiful Cavalier Stadium. I forget who the current corporate sponsor of their uh, gymnasium is at this point, so I'm not even going to try to pretend to make up the name there. But uh, interesting, Miami Heat. Coming to Cleveland, they're on a three-game streak now, so they're starting to play a little bit better basketball, taking on the Cavaliers, and boy, wouldn't that be cool, a Cleveland one? I mean, that would be awesome. I know the Cavaliers have had a little bit of success. Let's see what their record is. Not as bad as people thought, but they're going to struggle a little bit. 7-10. and 10. So not a complete collapse. Everybody said the team, you know, it was all LeBron James last year. You take LeBron off of Cleveland, they got nothing. That's not bad. 7-10. and 10. They are competing. Ooh, would that be nice to see. We'll knock off Miami. You know the fans will be... Uh, ready to explode if they even get close in that particular game. So it'll be fun to watch a little NBA uh, action, a little NBA talk here on the show. Again, if you want to check in, uh, phone number 888-463-6748. We also had college basketball last night, the Big Ten ACC Challenge coming into uh, yesterday's game. The Big Ten had a nice uh, comfort margin. They were up 4-2, basically five games to play. And all we needed to do, and I still think our math from yesterday, I think the big dog had it wrong. He got me confused. And then I started agreeing with the big dog. But at any rate, all they needed to do was win two games. Two games of the five. Sounded pretty easy. It wasn't quite that easy. In fact, really, the deciding game was an overtime game. And the best game of the bunch, the Purdue Boilermakers and the Virginia Tech Hokie. I didn't get to see that game, but I'm watching the score on the scrolls and stuff back and forth. That went Virginia Tech leading most of the game. Game goes into overtime. Juwan, or no, Etwan Moore, I'm sorry. Etwan Moore, I think, hits the big shot for Purdue to win it in overtime. But they lose that game. Could have been embarrassing to the Big Ten. ACC would have pulled it out the final game. Michigan State uh, losing to Duke 84-79. to So the Big Ten, two years in a row. 
Nicely done, guys, from the Midwest. ACC dominated that thing for a while. The Big Ten is gaining some respect. No question about it. They are getting better recruits. The coaching is better. And I think the ACC has dropped off a little bit. But uh, after getting plastered, I don't know what it was, 9, 10, 11 years in a row, they've come back and won two in a row. So nicely done by the Big Ten. Uh, we do have to mention the Duke Blue Devils. Though. you got to throw some kudos their way again. Again, a very, very good, if not dominant, Duke team. Anybody watch that game last night? I only went bits and pieces on it. But the Duke Blue Devils, I mean, coming off a national championship year last year, lose a couple of players, they're back. They might be better than last year. Freshman. Freshman point guard, Kyrie Irving. Highly recruited, 31 points. Gets Michigan State. We're not talking Tennessee Tech here. We're not talking what was the university Joe introduced to us yesterday, Empire State U. <laughs> no, we're talking Michigan State freshman comes in and scores 31 points. They still got Kyle Singler. They still got Nolan Smith. They still got that great coaching staff and that great system. The Duke Blue Devils, man, year in and year out for not just five or ten years. I mean, they've been doing it under Coach K for 15, close to 20 years. That's pretty impressive. Everybody out to get them. A lot of people are jealous of Duke. They're like, you know, Duke is like in high school, the kid who was just too good to be true. A good athlete, good-looking guy, good in school, and a nice kid on top of it. Someone you respected, but, you know, damn, there's got to be something wrong with that guy. You never hear any allegations about the Duke Blue Devils. Rarely do you see any bad attitudes or any anything of the negative variety. They just turn out, and you know, obviously they don't win a championship every year, but every year. Every year, really, really good, and a lot of years, they're the best. Pretty impressive. They knock off Michigan State 84-79. to Spartan fans, don't you worry. Michigan State fans, don't, don't worry. They'll be back. We've learned from experience Michigan State doesn't play its basketball till, uh best basketball, I should say, till mid-January, maybe into uh, February. So we'll talk some basketball here on the two guys in a mic show. Hopefully the big dog going to join us in a little bit. Real quick, off the uh, basketball front before we go to our first break, David Olson, the Grammy Awards were announced yesterday, and I'm I'm kind of out of the musical scene right now, sadly. Although I did listen to an old Carpenter CD a couple of days ago. You know what? Underrated. Underrated. I'm not too proud. I'm not too embarrassed to say that I can still enjoy an occasional Richard and Karen Carpenter. A please, Mr. Postman will still inspire me. I'll bring, even bring out a Barry Manilow on occasion. They're, they're all goofy characters. Barry Manilow, pretty weird guy. But you know what? Pretty music. What can I tell you? I like the music. I write the songs that make the young girls sing. But uh, Eminem? Eminem, big I, comeback for him. I was going to say, I thought Eminem was uh, yesterday's news. Uh, yeah, he was yesterday's news. And he dropped off face of the earth for about five years, I think. Why? Since his last album. Um Took the personal, money, right? Yeah, personal problems eh, and stuff like that. I, never, I, never let personal problems get in the way of your fame and fortune. Yeah, I know. Too. At one point, he like gained all sorts of weight. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah big, big comeback for him. Ten nominations. I might take off uh, the next couple of weeks for personal problems. <laughs> How many weeks are we allowed to take off here? I, I need to get some personal problems for some time. I might take a couple years off for personal problems. Ten nominations for Eminem. Yes. You know, what, uh, has he got a big single out that I'm not aware of? Is there a big album? Uh, yeah, he had a big album last year and like a huge single called Love the Way You Lie. Love with, the Way You Lie. Love the Way You Lie with uh, Rihanna. Ah, beautiful. You know, 
I don't know if the song you, is, you, but Rihanna you, is. Yeah, you've probably heard the song mm-hmm. and didn't realize that you were hearing the song. Okay. But you you couldn't turn on, like, popular radio without hearing it. And, you know, you drive your kids around and everything like that, I'm sure. Okay. Lady Gaga came in uh, second place, I think, with six Lady Antebellum. Now, Lady Antebellum is a group made up of well, guys. It, uh, it, well, it, uh, um, second place was a singer by the name of Bruno Mars. Who? Bruno Mars. Male or female? Male. God bless. Very, very talented young man. He's a, he's a, he's a soul singer. Okay. Hey, so, I, oh, that, oh, he did the song, Hey, Soul no, 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 Singer. No, 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 that's Train. <laughs> but uh, he, he's, like, he's like a classic style soul singer. He's got, okay. a, got a very, very high-pitched no, uh, voice. Uh-huh. Uh, when I See Your Face or Beautiful Girls, you've, you, you've, you've heard okay. him, too. Very, now, very talented guy, and he's very, he's very, very old school. How did my research department miss that? Because I was given Lady Gaga, Lady Antebellum, and Jay-Z. Yeah. How many did Bruno Mars get? Seven. Interesting. Seven. See, that's what happens when you hire a research department on the uh, on the come. Mm-hmm. Tell Ray, the research guy, a couple more mix-ups like that. He's gone, and we'll go back to finding a female intern. <laughs> I've given up on female interns. I started to uh, started to enjoy Ray, the research guy. Interesting. Then, lady, did we get, did Ray, the research guy, get her correct though? Lady Antebellum. Yes, Lady Antebellum. And Lady Gaga. Now, now, Lady Antebellum. It sounds La- like a disease. Lady Antebellum is actually a country pop group. Ah, I like country rock. Big fan. Yeah, they're they're cro- they're a huge crossover. Okay. Huge crossover. But aren't they mostly guys? Uh no, 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 no. There's uh, there's a a woman who's a co-lead singer or lead singer of the okay. band. Interesting. Interesting. And Lady Gaga still hot too. Well, anybody out there, you uh, into the musical world, and you want to comment on the always prestigious Grammy Awards? Feel free to do so. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. We're going to take a quick break. The big dog is going to be joining us right from the break. But again, NBA basketball, college basketball. We got the Grammy Awards out there. We'll throw a few other uh, categorical nominations in there as well, and. We're one day away from a football Friday, folks. We got some college conference championships and doing the research I do for the show, David. About a minute and a half before the show, I perused the upcoming uh, NFL football games for this weekend, and I put a check mark against games I'd like to say I won't see it. But there were like seven or eight. It's a good slate. What is it, week twelve? It's a solid slate of I think NFL it's week football. 13. I think it's week thirteen. Ah, well, time flies when you're having fun. All right, we'll take a quick break. Talkzone.com. Two guys. One Mike, the big dog, right around the corner. He might even be lying in the corner.
Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Uh, you never know when he's going to check in, but we will take him any time we can get him, the aforementioned co-host of this particular show, the big dog, Joel Radwanski, checking in. Big dog, great to have you, my friend. Uh, Coach, I'm glad to be here, to be quite honest with you. I had no idea what the time was. My secretary fell asleep. Yep. I was not alerted that I was supposed to be on air, and and I'm very embarrassed right now. Well, so so far, there's two people that could be fired today. One is your secretary, and two, Ray, the research guy, who gave me, Ray, the research guy, gave me incorrect information on the Grammy Awards. So uh, I'm in the mood to fire somebody today. Big Dog sounds like you are, too. Well, we would fire Ray, or I would fire my secretary, if for one simple fact, if we pay these people. It is hard to fire someone who is... Um... Working for free. <laughs> but it could be done. Don't kid yourself. It's just a little harder. On the other hand, it's less painful for the person you're firing, so it'll be easier to do. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's you said it that way. Yeah. I'm still looking for a female intern, by the way. If you know anybody interested, send them over our... Way, Big Dog, uh, you missed a scintillating first 15 minutes of the show. We touched on Carlos Boozer's sensational 5-2 and two yesterday. Uh, LeBron James returning to Cleveland and the Grammy Awards. In fact, I even had a dream last night where Lady Gaga was dressed up in a Cleveland Cavalier uniform. She was scratching herself at the free throw line. Very confusing dream. Was the uniform painted on? Uh, no. Oh, it was actually closed? Yeah, it was. Interesting. Very rare for Lady Gaga. Yeah, thank you very much. But you know how I confuse myself. I get bad dreams all the time. At least my wife didn't look like, you know, Udonis Haslam or anything like that. Because I oh, get that's those. Not good. Out for the season. I get those dreams as well. Who? My wife is out for the season. No, Udonis. Oh, got scared for a second. Oh goodness! But Big Dog, what do you think? Uh, if you were a Cleveland fan, is it uh, David Olson said he was firing on LeBron James pretty good? Uh, do you think he deserves most of the? Abuse that he is going to take at 7 o'clock this, after, uh, this evening at Cleveland Arena? Absolutely. I, I can't wait to see it. Too bad I will actually be out on the field that is uh, Montrose Beach tonight because I would love to see the abuse he's going to take. Why are you going to be at Montrose Beach, dare I ask? Because I will be out on the field of Montrose Beach because I will be uh, refing the championships, Coach. This is still going on? It's pre- <laughs> it, it, We're in December. I know. If it's a flag football league, it needs to be over. You're still... I couldn't agree more, Coach. So I'm going to be out there, and, and I'm going to have to be wearing uh, headgear, all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> I, I have no idea what I'm going to be needing tonight during this. Yeah. Uh, By the way, speaking of the winter headgear, yesterday it was the first really, really winter-esque, brutally windy, bring in the lion, out goes the lion, windy day in Chicago. I broke down Big Dog and bought one of those, uh, I don't know how you describe them, the funky-looking hats with the chin strap with the ear flaps and i will tell you what it it looks pretty i haven't looked at myself in the mirror with the thing on yet i'm sure it's not a good look but i'll tell you what it boy does it keep you warm you you know what coach who cares what you look like at this point yes anybody that is outside when it's freezing looking at somebody else's get up yep is the coldest person on the planet on the freezing cold days here in the midwest it's all about keeping warm Uh uh-huh yeah 
All right. Not too bad either. Got it for Kohl's for like $13.50. I also bought a wallet that is completely unusable, but that's a story for another day. Um, no, oh. is, the, is the wallet made of goat intestine? No. No, it's not. But I basically, I don't know, the people on the webcast can see my wallet here. This thing is in need of major repair. So I bought a new wallet, started to, uh, you know what, it's not even worth explaining about. It's just a situation that I need to deal with. Big deal. I don't want to let my personal problems affect the energy and the excitement and the positivism of this particular show. Well, yeah, I had to throw out my old wallet because it was broke, too. Yeah. I mean, it was broke. There was never any money in it, so I had to throw the thing out. <laughs> it wasn't working well, huh? Yeah, exactly. It was totally broke. Yeah. Money's not the problem. I got too many cards here. I got a couple of ARP cards. You want to borrow one? You might be able to use it. Now, is ARP, does that mean I can eat for free after 4 p.m.? Or does that mean I can shoot for free before 4 p.m.? Uh, yes to both. Oh, oh, that's good. That's excellent. Yes to both. Yeah, with a little bit of touch-up work, a little bit of makeup work, you could uh, you could sneak your way into a uh, three hours and under buffet for the 65 and over crowd. Yeah, I just have to hunch over yeah. and just, like, uh, shuffle my feet on the ground yeah, instead absolutely. of actually lifting them up. You believe me, you've aged a lot in the last couple of years. Oh, well, that's a true sad, story. Sad but true. Speaking of aging, I don't know if you saw Carlos Boozer play yesterday, uh, and he'll get better. And he even got better as the game went on, but it wasn't pretty big, though, with all the anticipation and the excitement. Uh, outside of the fact that he couldn't jump, he was slow, he didn't know where to move, and he was lost in the offense. Uh, he did come up with a 5-2, and two, though, 5 points, 2 rebounds. Oh, very good. I, I thought you meant I thought you meant 5 turnovers, 2 fouls. <laughs> no, could have been that, too. <laughs> yeah, but he'll get better. He'll get better. Orlando Magic, by the way, pretty damn good team. Yeah, so yeah, another blowout. I, I don't know yeah. what it is, but the, the Magic owned the Bulls yeah. right now. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. And what was so impressive about it is it wasn't the Dwight Howard show. The entire team, including uh, your one of your favorite Chicagoans, Quentin Richards, just drilling threes. Nailing them. Yeah, that guy ended up being a really good shooter. I mean, it's it's taken him a while, but, I mean, he really is a good shooter, Coach. He's not just like a, a rebounder, like fast-break slam dunk guy anymore. He can shoot. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the game was in the pregame introductions. Boozer was in the starting lineup. So the PA announcer, they you know, they don't know what order they're going in. He goes, uh, and starting it forward, six feet, nine inches from Duke. And Luol Dong, Luol Dang runs out there, and he's high-fiving his teammates. And it's Carlos Boozer, and Luol, like, has to sneak back to the bench. And Boo, he forgot that Boozer is also a 6'9 forward from Duke. <laughs> <laughs> but the, that was, I, maybe from that point on, it wasn't going to be too good for the Bulls. But they'll get better. You could even see Carlos Boozer as the game went on. The legs started to come back. Big dog, you know from football, you can practice all you want. There's nothing like game competition. You got to get used to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and he's going to be bad for a, another week or so. Seriously, it's going to take a long time to get back and be able to play. Yep. yep. Let's hope the uh, Bulls can, uh, you know, not lose like four or five games until he figures his way back. Because the sad thing is, he was in pretty good sync. Or I'm sorry, the team was. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. You want to put the guy in the starting lineup and bring him back, but boy, your team is rolling. Everybody's in sync pretty good. You hate to mess with success. I mean, I guess you got to bring them back, but there's a little bit of you saying, you know what, Carlos, just stay out. Once we lose a couple of games, then let's bring Carlos Boozer back in. Maybe that's what they should. Why can't he come off the bench? Why can't he just start 
adding minutes to the team by coming off the bench instead of yeah. being a starter. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Not not to disagree with the great Tom Thibodeau, who was, uh, you know, every media person and all. I can't believe Vinny Del Negro was that bad and that Tom Thibodeau is that good. But you listen to the media and how the media is relating, how the players see it. I don't know if I've heard it that much directly from the players, but apparently uh, they didn't like anything Vinny did. And Tom Thibodeau is, you know, an absolute basketball genius. Go figure. Well, it, uh, think about it now, though. The Bulls are, what, 9 and 7? What are the uh, Los Angeles Clippers? They're like one and ninety right now. Three and fifteen, three big wins. They're uh, starting to turn things around. Oh, excellent! They're hot. <laughs> they were two and fifteen the other day, and, yeah. and when you have fifteen losses and three wins, yep. a one a one game is a winning streak. Yep. Big Dog, let me ask you real quick before we uh, move on on topics. Again, our phone number here, Big Dog and a Coach, two guys and a mic. Talk a little basketball. We'll get to the football weekend coming up, Grammy Awards, a couple other topics off the sports page, 888-463-6748. When I first met you, Big Dog, you were a musical guy. I know Pearl Jam was your favorite. You talked music a lot. I don't hear you mention music as much. Have you gotten away from the local scene? And even if, if you haven't, are there some singers out there who you'd like to see get some Grammy nominations that maybe you did not? Well, it's funny. Out of the local scene, you know, my my uh, my band's Wilco, and they've actually had like their an album with Grammy of the Year. Believe it or not, yep. it's a local band from the city of Chicago. Yep. But I have to admit, I, I'm totally out of it because I really can't afford uh, this iTunes stuff. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs or Paul Allen, whatever they control music right now, and even Paul. McCarty has to acquiesce. Yep. So if anything costs any type of money, I really can't afford it, Coach. It's a shame. It's a shame because a guy like yourself who used to be inspired by music, now not able to get that simple enjoyment. You know, maybe that's my problem is I don't have any music to inspire me anymore, yeah. and that's why I'm I'm sleeping in a house where the rainmakers puking all over the place. <laughs> David Olson, uh, any suggestions? There's got to be some on-the-cheap ways if Joel fires his secretary, is there a way he could use whatever money is left over to uh, get back into the musical world? There is a radio, right? Basic, simple radio. Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, I and there's, to... there are tons of free Internet stations out there, tons and tons of Internet music stations. Okay. And it, it, if you know a way around your web, the way your way around the web, there is a way you can actually record things from these free stations. Yeah, but that requires you having a computer. And Big Dog last week was oh, seen yeah, that's, uh... on the corner of a street with a sign that says, "I uh, will trade computer for rice." Well, then that's don't say rice around my my secretary because I'm not paying her, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be feeding her rice, and that that has yeah. not actually worked out. Good. I highly recommend the brown rice, by the way, much healthier. Oh, wild rice. Heck yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I met this person. Yep. Get... <laughs> You're not dating your secretary, are you? Well, ah. don't tell her that. Okay, ah. go say date around her. Are you using your palm pilot or your handheld? Uh, both. Really? Yeah. Maybe things aren't so bad with the big dog as I thought. <laughs> you you might have lost a little music, but you got other things in your life. God bless you. Speaking of music, I've been going through the Grammy <laughs> nominees here. Yes, sir. Uh, and when we first started talking about it, you were talking about Barry Manilow. Yep. He's actually nominated for a Grammy this year. Barry! And, he uh, came out uh, with a new song? Best Traditional Pop album. Vocal Album. Because he had the uh, Greatest Love Songs of All Time album last year. 
Where? I gotta, where okay, so I, he I took. I got to tell you something, Coach. I rock out to that at least once a week. Well, no, he did. He did an album of covers. Basically. Okay. All right. Cool. And he got nominated like for it. I like that. You know what, the Big Dog? You've heard me. Greatest love songs of all time. Called the greatest yeah. love songs of all time. Yeah. Sung okay. by Barry Mann. I would buy that CD. I, I, I we like we, we got to be able to at least figure out some of the songs on that, Coach. The greatest love songs of all time. Oh, are you asking me what some of the great love songs yeah. of all time are? Well, there's got to be. There's, I mean, uh, my I favorite just, one is "You Don't Bring Me Flowers Anymore." I bet you that's on there. <laughs> Hold on, David Olson is going to punch it up instead of the two of us embarrass ourselves. Let's go to the uh, go to the screen well, here. Greatest. At least, at least guess a couple of the greatest love songs of all time. And this is the only problem is I really I'm not a big love song guy. I love so, you. I honestly love you. By uh, uh, what was the blonde hair? Don't give me that look. What what are they, Dave? Uh, love is here to stay. Not the Never heard of that. it. Okay, well, thank you, Amazon.com. Not for a year, but ever and. <laughs> okay, then we've got we've, we've got the look of love. Not familiar with that. Uh huh. I know that one. How long I have waited. <laughs> uh, where do I begin? The theme from Love Story. Ah, don't know that one. Possibly familiar with that one. Yeah, we'll skip that one. Um. I only have eyes for you. Now you're I talking. I know that. Now you're talking. Okay, I know that one. Uh, I can't give you anything but love. Well, I, I'm living that. <laughs> the, the 12th of never. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. We've only just begun. Uh, We've only heard of that. That's Carpenters. Right? Carpenters, yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Oh, seriously, I will not eat a sandwich in bed while listening to that song. <laughs> <laughs> love me tender. Absolutely. Oh heck yeah! Uh, nevertheless, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for afternoon delight. You made me love you. Don't you know that one. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. I did. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I know that yeah. one. Vaguely familiar. Uh, yeah. It could happen to you. I know that one. How deep is the ocean? And I don't know, but there's the last girl that actually loved me found out. Yeah. Not the BGs. How deep is your love? But how deep is your ocean? Interesting. <laughs> and when you were 16. Ah. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Mm. Not all my loving by the Beatles. No. No, probably <laughs> a little, was just... probably a little bit too expensive for Barry. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your list. Barry. But, uh, but what's even more interesting is the people he's facing off with in this category. Uh, Michael Bublé. Overrated. Johnny Mathis. Oh, over the, over the hill. Rod Stewart. <laughs> you know what? Some people confuse Barry Manilow and Rod Stewart now. Which it's is true. Sad. Well, is yeah, because he did the. He, uh, Rod Stewart did something very similar to what. Uh, no, I think Joel's talking about physically. There's actually I mean, somewhat of a physical lookalike. Well, kind of, sort of. But Barry Manilow had all that freaky plastic surgery. Yes. But uh, Rod Stewart did something similar to what Manilow did and re recorded a whole bunch of, like, classics. Mm -hmm. 
like, okay. like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin songs and everything sure. like that. And then Barbara Streisand is also not uh, in you that category. Barbara Streisand. Great voice. I don't know if she still has it, but an awesome, awesome voice. There you go, Big Dog. People on our Facebook page tuning in for NBA Talk and LeBron, and they're hearing some of the top love songs from the Barry Manilow album. That's what so we'll get you got to love about the two guys in a mic show. You never know what you're going to get. Aren't you glad you joined us today? Well, I'm totally enjoying it. I'm learning something every time I do the show, Coach. And David Olson is like my instructor. Yes. Yeah. If we cannot be entertaining, Big Dog, at least we can be mildly educational. Uh, at least for something. <laughs> me, I mean, I, I, <laughs> there's a lot of things, a lot of names I've been called. So. 888-463-6748. If you are a music fan, you want to comment on the Grammys, maybe some nominations that uh, didn't happen, that should have with a favorite song, favorite singer, feel free to give us a call. God forbid you want to talk sports. You can do the same. Uh, college basketball yesterday, Big Talk, you called it. Uh, the Big Ten won, but boy. By the skin of their teeth, it took an yeah. overtime victory, Purdue over Virginia Tech, but the Big Ten reigns yet again. Yeah, it's the, they barely got it done, Coach, but <laughs> they ended up getting it done. <laughs> and, and I'm going to bring something up. Is yesterday when I'm on the train coming downtown, I was uh, reading the, the Tribune, and Shannon Ryan actually yep. got me fired up, Coach. And I didn't want to bring it up yesterday unless the Big Ten won, but her whole thing was uh, the, the, the title of the article was No Contest about how the Big Ten can't run with the ACC. Well, uh, it, it actually got me fired up, Coach, the way mm-hmm. he was totally disrespecting the Big Ten. So I just figured I'd throw it out there. Yeah, Shannon Ryan uh, does a pretty good job for the Chicago Tribune, but uh, well, it's yeah, just... Trust me, that's, I, that's the first thing I do is turn to the, the Shannon Ryan section yeah. of the Chicago Tribune. I, I'm not ripping the girl. I wish I could do it to her face. Well, it's a lot better looking at her uh, picture than it is a Dan Pompey or a David Hall. I can tell you that right Ain't off the that bat. The but uh, so she wrote this article yesterday, or was it for a preview? Yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was. It was a preview, but it was the preview after Virginia had already beat Minnesota. Okay, and it just it, it got me fired up. Okay, so it was I after mean, it was Monday's difficult. upset before the Tuesday games. Uh huh. And she's kind of okay. I, I got. She's kind of going on the Virginia victory and just kind of figuring the ACC is going to win yet again. Yeah, but and the title was no contest. I was like, come on! Yeah. It was even if. It, even if the ACC had won that Purdue-Virginia Tech game and it goes up 6-5, it, yeah. it's, it's a good year for Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of the two. The Big Ten has gotten better. I'm not going to say, you know, breakout, breakout, but they're a little bit better. And the ACC, probably not, not all, you know, maybe not Duke, but certainly from North Carolina down to Clemson and a few teams in between, they've come down a bit, wouldn't you say? No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a little differently, Coach. I really believe that the Big Ten is the best basketball conference this year, and it, and they normally aren't. Normally, they're one of the top three or four conferences year in year out. But I, I think this year they really have put their uh, their best foot forward. This is the best this this conference has been since the late '80s, I think, Coach. Mm-hmm. Going to make for some great uh, regular season games come January. Oh, conference play should be I absolutely can't wait awesome. For that. Because I won't be able, I'm not going to leave the house. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to be like a, seriously, I'm going to be a shut-in. So Big Ten basketball is going to have to save me during that time of year. And don't forget your fellow host here at the uh, Two Guys in a Mic show has season tickets for the Northwestern game. So we got to, we get you to get you to a couple of Northwestern basketball games. Well, please save the Orange game for me, Coach. When when the fight in the line I come to okay. town, please, please, uh, uh, let me be your guest for that particular There'll game. There'll be so. in hot demand. I know my son has already requested a ticket for that particular game. 
as has Cinemax Cindy, Hang'em Low Harry, and a few of our other emailers. So, Well, I definitely cannot uh, top the offer that Cinemax Cindy does, and I know I can't top the one that Hang'em Low Harry has got for you. Though. No, no. I'm, I'm a little worried about Hang'em Low Harry, but uh, I might invite you and Cinemax Cindy. Maybe it might be a way for the two of you to get together. Now, how many seats do you have, two or four? Four. Wow. So we're in good shape. I can go with your kids then. Maybe it'll, it'll be me, and then I'll put my uh, 15-year-old son, David, between you and Cinemax Cindy, just uh, so things stay on the up and up. Uh, you might have to worry about your son more than me in that yeah, situation. Yeah, he might learn a few things, and it won't be his own defense, I can tell you that. Well, uh, as long as he's got protection. <laughs> 888-463-6748. The phone is also commenting, Big Dog, uh, Duke knocked off Michigan State, just giving the accolades to the Duke Blue Devils. Early in the season, but boy, they look awfully good. Probably better than last year's championship team. Freshman guard Kyrie Irving, 31 points last night. The Duke Blue Devils uh, defending champs are the favorites again. Wow. I mean, the, the, the fact they got this freshman is unbelievable. Coach, you know, you shoot 50% from the field. You had a good game. When you're seven games into the season, and every game so far this season, you've shot over 50%, you've got... You've got a decent team. You've got a good offensive team if you can do that. Shoot 50% for seven consecutive games. Did they shoot 50% last night against Michigan State, which which is one of the best defensive teams in the country year in, year out? Yeah, I don't have that stat in front of me. I didn't mean to throw that out at you, but I mean, that's. I mean, they're on a nice roll to start the season, yeah, uh, the Dukies yeah. right now. Yeah, they really are the clear number one, the team everybody's shooting for. Not that they're dominant, but uh, they are right now the clear number one. Talk a little college basketball here on top of the NBA. A little hoops talk. We'll get to football in about to 45 seconds. 888-463-6748. We should also mention last year's Cinderella squad. Almost won the national championship. Butler was in town yesterday, big dog. I did watch this game via my DVR. Uh, Loyola and Butler, the Butler Bulldog, did win by two. Pretty good game. Uh, Loyola gave him a good battle, but not enough at the end. Butler's still pretty darn good team. Now, you said you watched it on your DVR. Which channel was this on? They call it Lakeshore Public Television. I don't okay. think you can get that out in uh, California or any of our okay. listeners out on the East Coast. It's about as local as local could get. That's what I was afraid of. But, yes. I mean, at least for us, the Loyola games are on that, like, about once a week, mm-hmm. once every two weeks. So I was hoping uh, maybe at, on ESPN uh, the Joe Gentile Center was featured, but I guess not. No, no, it was on W-Y-I-N, very small station, also known as the Yin. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in with the Yin, Coach. Yeah, we should do a TV show on the Yin. You and me would be good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll come out with a best of album too. Try our musical careers. All right, you ready to talk some football? Anything else on the basketball beat before we switch topics, Doc? Uh, Coach, I- I'm more than willing to switch football, even if I had you. some other thoughts about basketball at this point. All right, I, you know, I don't want to. Uh, if you got thoughts, feel free to uh, spew them out, my friend. No, I don't want to spew right now. Stock market, by the way, just as a transition as we jump from basketball to football. I don't know how fully vested you are, Big Dog. Stock yeah. market up 247 points yesterday. Solid day for the NASDAQ and the uh, Dow Jones. Well, I, I wonder why they, the, the guys in the suits that control all this decided to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, though, from a socio-bizno-economio mode, how we can be in such a joblessness situation, 
I don't want to get too deep into this here. Deficit spending, all kinds of political problems, uh, and still the stock market has remained above it. We need to talk to a socio bizno expert, big dog, uh, but we don't have one. So in lieu of that, I ask you, how is it, as a man who's fully, or not fully vested, but somewhat vested, that the stock market has remained so strong while the rest of us seems to be crumbling? Well, usually when a company lays off a bunch of people, their, their stocks actually go up in value. And, and let's face it, Coach, nowadays it's, uh, it's whether you have a product. It's whether you can produce something. That's, uh, that's your value. It's not whether or not uh, you're actually working is, is, the best, is the best way for me to put it. So if, <laughs> I mean, and it's, been, and it's been down for a long time. So maybe that has something to do with it, too. Ladies and gentlemen, business expert Joel Redwanskat. I don't know what my stock market guy's been doing, uh, David, but he's been picking the wrong guy. I, I called him up the other day. I asked him, how's my nest egg looking? You know what he said? Fried. That's not good. Not good. Not good. i got to get this guy back on the normal. I may, I may be making a trade. Maybe releasing him outright. All right. That was my transition, Big Dog, into football. Pretty, Pretty well done, huh? Huh? There's no longer a – I mean, the trading deadline is done in football, so I don't know if that was a great transition, Coach. Well, you know, I'm trying to – a little buffer right from basketball to football. But uh, I will tell you, I did go over some of the NFL games for the weekend. lot of good games out there. Want to talk yeah. about them? Go ahead. You know, the, I agree with you. This is a great weekend for NFL football. Mm-hmm. I want to it's see a if, phenomenal we, weekend. if we agree. I, I marked off some games. They're not always, you know, the marquee teams, but I marked some games that I think are very, very good. One of them is San Francisco, the 49ers at Green Bay. I think this is an intriguing game for a number of reasons. Would you agree? You know, I, I thoroughly agree. And, and uh, the big dog versus the spread actually picks this game. Really? I, I'm taking the 49ers plus the nine and a half. Are you kidding me? Nine and a half points. I think this is going to end up being a really good football mm-hmm. game, Coach. I would agree with you. I didn't even see the point spread yet. I haven't analyzed that in lieu of our Beat the Schmoes show tomorrow. Uh, now, the big dog versus the spread, that's the picks that you make on the ChitownMix.com website. Yes, Coach. Interesting. Yes, Interesting. By the way, if it's the big dog versus the spread, I'll take the spread. <laughs> uh, another game I thought was pretty good: Jacksonville and Tennessee. Not a marquee yeah. game, but two teams that are battling, fighting for playoff hopes. Tennessee with the new quarterback situation. Who's the new quarterback? Rusty Smith. Rusty Smith. Yikes! Who is Rusty Smith? Rusty Smith is a young man from Western Carolina. The Catamount. Catamount, isn't that from isn't isn't that uh New Hampshire, the Catamount? I think I thought it was Western Carolina. Yeah, you're probably I mean, there's more than one Catamount then. I love Catamounts. Dogs. What don't. is a Catamount? If, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what is a Catamount? Uh, I do mind you asking because I don't really know. Um, <laughs> I don't. You know, the only thing I will tell you is I have a lot of respect for Jeff Fisher as a coach. So if he's got Rusty Smith as his backup quarterback. Ready to play as a starter. I'm going to say that uh, the guy's got a little bit of talent, and I think the Tennessee team uh, down right now in a bounce-back mode. And for Jacksonville, big dog, they're battling for a, a playoff spot, so I think this is going to be a war. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to agree with you. And Jacksonville, the, the Jack Del Rio team, usually plays pretty, pretty physical. So, mm-hmm. How about Cleveland Browns? Again, not a marquee matchup, but I think it'll be a great game. Cleveland Browns at Miami. Feel free to disagree. 
It's it's funny. That game looks like it's a pretty good uh, game, too, because right now uh, the Dolphins still have a chance at the playoffs. And and Cleveland is one of those teams that has been so bad for so long. When they show any signs of of turning around, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. You know, uh, normally, like, a a team with as bad a record as they have right now, which I believe is 4-7. and Yeah, Cleveland's 4-7. and Normally, like, another team, that everybody would write them off saying it's done, seems horrible. And in Cleveland, they realize that. But, you know, the fact that they've won recently, they've been so bad in Cleveland for so long that there's still interest. Are you a little surprised that uh, uh, quarterback, the rookie, Colt Regis McCoy is playing as well as he is. Not that he's playing great, but uh, he's starting and he's managing the offense for the Cleveland Browns. Now, he was out last game, wasn't he? Ah, could be. What are they on, their fifth quarterback now? Yeah, he was out last week when uh, uh, the new sensation, uh, Peyton Hillis, was running over people. I mean, Coach, he was trucking people. There's actually hope that uh, the new Jim Brown, Peyton Hillis, can actually turn this thing around for, for 130 Brown. yards, I believe, three touchdowns for Peyton Hillis, and he caught six passes coming out of the backfield. The guy's having an unbelievable year. Yeah, basically, uh, that last game is almost like historic level. You run for 140, you catch for 65, and you have three touchdowns, and you're running people over in the meantime. Yep. It's a pretty good game by Peyton Hillis. I'm looking over the um, – Roster report, we have the injury report for week 13. So we were off of, uh, I was off two, you were off one, David Ole, since week 13 of the NFL season. Time flies when you're having fun. Colt McCoy is on the injured list with an ankle. He is doubtful to play. They got a whole bunch of guys, so the Browns are banged up, picked up. Yeah, and there is no way, there is no way they put their prized possession out there and get him banged up this game. It's mm-hmm. funny, this guy that they picked in the third round, Right now they're just scratching their head being like, you know, this this guy should have been picked like 10th overall in the draft. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny? They didn't take him because he's six foot tall. When is that going to ever end? You know, Troy Smith hasn't got to play in the NFL for a couple of years because he was only six feet tall. Look at the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Only a couple are prototypical. Drew Brees is, is tiny. But Colt McCoy has a great arm, was a great leader at Texas, the all-time winning quarterback in the history of the NCAA Oh, he's only six foot tall, so we're not going to draft mm-hmm. him. Ridiculous. It's coach. about performance, yeah. not, not physical stature. It doesn't surprise me at all that he's come into Cleveland and actually, okay, you can't say, oh, he's played unbelievable, but you know, you throw a, a young quarterback out there and you just look at a couple things. You know, Can they handle situations? Do they not do stupid stuff? Do they not force the ball? And He hasn't done that, Coach, and he's made some plays, some plays. Mm-hmm. Senator Max Cindy just emailed in and she said, I agree. Oh, that's nice. Sir. I, think, I, think she, I think she was talking about my comment. It's about performance, not physical stature. I'm going to guess that's what she agreed. Oh, that's, that's nice. At least she's listening to the show. That's all that counts. 888-463-674. We love all of our listeners, Big Doug. There's not many of them out there. We have to give a big hug and embrace, a warm one, to each and every listener we have. Don't we? Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I'd be more than happy to, Coach. It's freezing in the house that I'm at, so yeah. a big warm embrace right now would Absolutely. really warm things up a little bit. Give a hug. Absolutely. Embrace <laughs> yourself. If you can't find anybody to embrace, hold your own. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> How about the Oakland at San Diego? The Oakland Raider. 
Kind of a schizophrenic team taking on the San Diego Chargers. By the way, when you went over NFL favorites a couple of days ago, we did post-show have a couple people from San Diego email, and they were not happy with you for forgetting to mention the San Diego Chargers as a legit, at this point, Super Bowl contender. If they keep on having Mike Colbert get three yards every single time they hand it off, and, and you know, Phillip Rivers actually has, like, some semblance of, of a rushing attack and the, a type of rushing attack where you got to actually – because if you go nickel against the Chargers right now, Coach, they put that 260-pound guy in the backfield, and he can pick up blitzes, and the next thing you know, you hand it off to him, and he's bumbling and stumbling up the middle. No nickel back that, that instead of a linebacker wants to tackle that guy, Coach. That's why they're such a weapon right now. Really, and I, and I agree with you. The Chargers, if they keep on playing the defense that they have all season, if they keep on playing this style of offense, this power running and then throw it all over the place, they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl, Coach. They really do just because of some 250-pound running back. And uh, it, uh, I guess the key, the number one key if the Chargers win the Super Bowl is they quit getting punts blocked. And they have it the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. The first the first eight weeks of the season, Coach, they had five punts blocked, and there was ten in the whole NFL. The whole season at that point, and they were half of them. So. Wow. Yeah, they, that'd be, I was going to say it's an amazing turnaround because – First five, six, maybe even to seven games of the season, maybe even into eight. Yeah, that's the first eight was just it was yeah. abysmal. And you watch San Diego play the little bit. You watch them play, and there was just not a lot of zest, not a lot of zip. They didn't have that swagger. I mean, they had Philip Rivers. He was putting up numbers, but basically the team was flatter than the Queen of Hearts, and all of a sudden they're red hot. Maybe they peaked too soon. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, the Oakland matchup is a good one, is it not? Well, I agree it's a good one, but believe it or not, the Chargers are 13-point favorites. Actually, that one, I believe. Okay. Because I, I just thought that was a lot of points. I was yeah. thinking it was going to be like 9, and when I saw 13, I was like, whoa. It's a lot. Like, you just you just got to figure out which Oakland team is going to show up. Uh-huh. I, I, if, they're, if they're the ones that can run the ball and black punch yep. like they did earlier yep. in the year, they, that's the team that you want to bet on. San Diego team on a roll. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Steelers are Raven. Both teams probably going to make the playoffs, but it's a great rivalry match. It's for first place in their division, and it's a, a Sunday night national telecast. That might be worth at least a little peek in. Coach, if, if I have a television around me and football is being played, I'm watching it. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the matchup is. So, yes, I, I will get a little peek in on now, Sunday night. Let me ask you this as a man who does a little bit too much peeking than I uh, care to express over the uh, Internet airwaves here. New York Jets at New England. Now, likely, not for sure, but likely AFC championship matchup maybe down the road. I've asked this question to you before. Let's say you're the Jets, let's say you're the Patriots, and you think you've got a, a couple of things that could work to beat the system that the other team plays. Do you hide a few things? Do you not totally play your best football? Maybe hide a couple things that could help you win this game just on the chance you might meet these guys later on? No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And now, if this game meant nothing, I would say no. But or I, I would say yes, you hide some stuff. But considering how big this game is, absolutely you do, Coach. And then you adjust to whatever would happen. Because okay. you know what? The stuff that might work now, all these great schemes that you have, yep. take advantage of them now because 
these coaching staffs adjust and they change stuff on the, in their teams anyways. And, and by the time you're ready to play them again in late in the season, if you are ready, you can make adjustments to what you did originally. So I, this game is so huge. No, you, you, why is you can't it so, hold anything back. Why is it so huge? Because uh, to be able to get a bye and miss one whole entire playoff game and well, be able to play that opponent in your home arena – that's gigantic, Coach. Yeah, but bo- both teams are 9-2. and two. Isn't the likely loser of this game still going to be that fourth team to get a bye? No, no, Coach, only two teams for conference get byes. And if you're – the only way to get a bye is to win your division. They're in the same division. Okay. This game is gigantic. You okay. you have to win this game if you're if you're Belichick or if you're Rex Ryan. Okay. I think and, I... and it's not just the fact that you – Playing on your home field is is big, but getting that bye is. I mean, now the, the last couple of years, you can just say Tulsa doesn't matter. You know, that's what you can say to me. I know last year it didn't matter because mm-hmm. I mean it did matter because the Colts and the and the and the and the Saints played the Super Bowl. And they were playing teams who basically one and two met in the in the championship game of both leagues. Well, but. The buy is gigantic, Coach, so that's what you got to do. you got to play for the buy. There it is. I asked for the advice. I got it, and I hate to end the show on a negative note, Big Dog, but Ray, the research guy, has just informed me about a half an hour ago. Make it an hour ago, the announcements for the World Cup Soccer 2018-2022. Barack Obama, we threw a lot of politicians out there to get the 2022 games. Russia gets the 2018 games, Big Dog, and you ready for this? Qatar. Qatar will be the host of the 2022 World Cup. The United States shot down again. Your thoughts in eight seconds or less. I am shocked. <laughs> I know, legitimately, I am shocked that, that uh, Qatar is actually Qatar. The, where, the host. Where is Qatar? If you could, Qatar is in the Middle East, Coach. Are you sure? And it's the it's the only country that starts with Q that doesn't have a U right after the Q. <laughs> Thank you, Big Dog. Hey, football Friday tomorrow. Get some rest. I expect you there on time. We to beat the most football picks, okay? Yes, yeah, Coach. I'm sorry. I, the, 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 what do you call it? I would fire the secretary if I could afford it. You sound a little stuffed up. Uh, get a couple of shots of Jack Daniels. I'll take care of it. Oh, really? I'd be more than happy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Two guys in a mic. TalkZone.com signing off.